0: Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find Sports Grid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening.
1: Game time decisions continue. Get on the grid. I'm on the grid. I'm Gabriel Morenci, and so is Roddy Ruggs, a.k.a. Ken Stewart. We still have a lot of stuff. Uh, to get to we've got NASCAR uh, coming back and we've got news uh, as well I think we're gonna have to create a new segment on the show Puccio's picks yeah I like that Puccio's picks yeah soccer picks that's right picks. we got are uh, gonna learn to speak German before the week is done because uh, we've got uh, the Bundesliga uh returning to the fold and now we get word EPL is set to return as well I really don't get it because uh, I think coronavirus is running rampant through
2: England right now.
3: Exactly. Well, that, the yeah. Boris Johnson, let's just say the guy, it's like, dude, the you guy got it of Britain, he's like, oh, yeah, I was just shaking hands. Next thing you know, Boris Johnson has coronavirus. And you know, Brits, I know my neighbor. He's a Chelsea fan. He's jonesing to go to the pub, to talk to his buddy, to get the team together again, hanging, hugging, watching the game. You know, Gabe, like in England, once the booze gets flowing. Well, everybody, uh, yeah.
1: Everybody's <laughs> very enthusiastic about uh, the return, it seems, except the players. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> like, Excellent the players point. players are the only ones. They're like, excuse me, is this safe? Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, you, are we really supposed to be doing this? So exactly. they can start practicing June 1st, and uh, they want to start their season June 12th. At least that's the preliminary reports uh, right now. But it's just another sport that we're going to have over the weekends uh, to add to the rotation. Formula One uh, is coming back. And uh, Lewis Hamilton, one of the better Formula One drivers says, well, it's just not the same without fans. It's like, yeah, yeah, dude. You, you no, just mean it's not, not the same without the hot chicks, right? That yeah. you hang out. with? <laughs> exactly. Like, the, with the exact same without fans.
3: Fans? What fa- Like what are you talking about, man? It's like, You watch the Formula One on TV at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's the cars going around the track. They're not showing the fans all dry. You, you said it. Like, what are you talking about, fans? I don't know. Whatever.
1: There are a lot of hot chicks in a Formula yeah. One. I'll tell you yeah. that much bring up good points, Gabe. That's, uh, yeah, they're, they're, not, they're, they're not down. They're not the type that you can meet and take to Arby's, though.
3: No, no, no. They're the kind you take to Monte Carlo.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five-star five hotels only. <laughs> yeah, five-star hotels plus. Five, <laughs> yeah. five, five, five stars only. Yeah, Lamborghinis. Um, so listen, NASCAR is, uh, NASCAR is coming back. We're going to get into the odds. Something I find interesting, too, a little NFL talk about uh, Sean McDermott, B- Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott says the New England Patriots are still the team to beat in the division as everybody's anointing the Buffalo Bills, uh, the division champs. And I get what he's saying. He's trying to take some of the pressure off. But the fact is, in a similar situation, it's a lot like uh, my Michigan Wolverines, actually. It was like, all right, you couldn't beat Urban Meyer. You better be able to beat Ryan Day. (laughs) And we saw, well, they didn't beat Ryan Day. Ohio State beat them down, just like uh, Urban Meyer uh, used to beat them down, right? So it could be a similar situation. You can't anoint the Buffalo Bills, the team to beat in this division, Sean McDermott says, until they actually do it. Right? He goes, and listen, the Patriots have won, what, 11 division titles in a row. Yep. Right? Like, they, they freaking own uh, this division. Uh, but I think I think McDermott's just trying to take some of the pressure off. And ultimately, I have to say, you know what? You're wrong, coach. You are the team to beat in this division. The Buffalo Bills should be the favorites to win this division. They're not. The Patriots are plus 120. The Bills are plus 130 right now. But I think the Bills should be the team to beat in the division. Yeah, they should be. But I'll tell you one thing. They haven't beat the Patriots yet, and he does need to take pressure off. Until they do it, the Patriots
3: are still king of the castle. But the Bills, no excuses this year. If you can't beat New England, we got a big problem.
1: You're exactly right. And, you know, that's, that's a situation that Harbaugh finds himself in. He's got to find a way to beat Ohio State. And it's going to be tough with Justin Fields back right now. It seems like every one of these quarterbacks they get is even better than the last one. (laughs) Let's welcome everybody tuning in right now on SB Nation Radio, the loudest station in the nation. I am Gabriel Morenci throwing it down with the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. We're not uh, done as far as guests uh, are concerned. Kevin Walsh is going to step up and represent the uh, the millennials from Bunker's basement, his father's basement. And uh, we've got uh, Mike Blewett, the... uh, the um, the sane and composed uh, member of the grid. Yeah. Yes, yes. Sharp-dressed man, Mike Blewett. Yeah, sharp, yeah, always, always sharp-dressed. Always, that. that's it. Laser. Yep. Yeah, that doesn't help for the radio audience. Uh, but uh, yeah. but nevertheless, he still uh, doesn't hold back for people that are watching on Pluto TV and Zumo TV and stirring a drink on Stir TV uh, right now. A lot of drinks were stirred on Saturday night for UFC 249. Uh, we've got UFC on Wednesday. We ran through the card a little bit. Um, tomorrow night, we'll lock in our best bet set for you guys. But we shared uh, some of our thoughts uh, for this card. We have another card uh, this weekend, and we have the return of NASCAR uh, as well. And we've got some pretty cool odds up on the board that are intriguing to me. We get some pretty good drivers uh, at Darlington this week and some decent odds uh, looking at the odds board uh, right now. Darlington, Kevin Harvick, and Kyle Bush are the co favorites at plus 500 uh, right now. Denny Hamlin, always dangerous. Denny, as long as his daughter doesn't come in and turn uh, turn off the uh, <laughs> turn the screen off. Denny Hamlin. <laughs> hey, Dad, <laughs> so you want a Coca Cola?
3: Click. <laughs> he gone. Joey Logano. <laughs> That's Legano. Dude, a good Joey price. Legano,
1: Joey Logano has won two of the four races this year already. They raced four times already when they before they shut things down. He actually won two of them. Plus seven fifty on Logano. That's a good price. Very be,
3: price. That's a very interesting – see, that's the thing. I'm noticing something, Gabe. Usually, you know, the plus 250, 300, five to one with co-favorites, that's a nice little price out of the gate
1: there. A little Kreslowski. bit of uh, money. Brad Koslowski's plus 800, also a dangerous driver. Chase Elliott, plus 850. You want some nice odds here, and we'll break it down a little bit. Eric Jones, 13 to one, plus yep. 1,300. Eric Jones, Alex Bowman is um, plus 1,600. Uh, Kyle Larson plus. Oh no! Wait no. Uh, Kyle Larson got fired. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> See this? You ran your mouth, and now they're back, and you don't have a ride. Uh, Martin Truex always dangerous. Truex plus 950k. Give some good odds. At these odds, I'm thinking you know I can lock in two. I was, I was gonna say two a, a three packs Yeah, and then maybe a long shot. Yeah, you know I agree. I get a long shot. That's exactly what
3: I'd say. Uh, it's not worthy of a six pack because you don't want to, you know, spend your units. But two guys that you like and a super pooch, I like it, Marenti. The NASCAR three pack.
0: DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice, we play every day.
1: continues continue. SB Nation Radio, the loudest station in the nation as we follow one of the loudest hosts in the nation. Scotty Farrell, going it down four to six. Let's do this uh, thing. We still have a couple of guests. We'll talk NBA. We'll talk NFL. We're talking NASCAR uh, right now. We already talked UFC. We'll jump back in tomorrow. Heavy, uh, heavy on the cage in the octagon tomorrow. Uh, we have another fight card. Then we'll start to raise our NASCAR coverage uh, throughout the week. Uh, get you guys some guests, some information, and some wins. Um, and let's get this thing going. So we were talking about the odds here for Darlington, and uh, Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch are the co-favorites of plus 500. Denny Hamlin is plus 750. Joey Lagan, who has won two of the four races already, plus 750. Brad Keselowski, plus 800. Chase Elliott is plus 850. Martin Truex Jr., plus 950. Eric Jones, who I'm going to be taking a look at here in the 13-to-1 range, Ken. very, very good driver. Alex Bowman is 16-to-1. Looking at the history of Darlington, the last time they raced at Darlington, and Cam, you're a big golf better, and don't forget about the Skins game later in the week. Yep. You know, horses for the course, so to speak. Eric Jones won here last time they raced at Darlington, started in the 15 hole, starting position 15, and he races Toyota to victory. Now, he's a really good driver who people think that is sort of one of the, the future stars of the sport, so to speak. He's won here before. You're getting him at plus 1,300. That's unbelievable. No, that's a really good price on Jones.
3: I remember, Gabe, uh, even putting some DFS lineups together when we were doing uh, the show with our boy Sean Angle. Jones is a guy that's uh, put money in my pocket before when we're doing this stuff. I find it really hard to believe. It's interesting. It's kind of like golf when certain guys fall out of the mix. Jimmy Johnson at 28-1, to 1, this guy used to be favored all the time. Gabe, what happened to, to old JJ? He's not the
1: same. Uh, now he's among uh, the big pooches. Yeah, it's interesting how age has caught up to him, so to speak. hmm Right. And, you know, you figure, wow, what does it matter how old you are if you're a race car driver? It matters. Yeah. Quite, quite frankly, he just doesn't have the the same car, uh, the garage. He's one of these guys that he's a good DFS play because he sort of lingers a bit and he doesn't cost as much as he used to. But you're right. We're talking Jimmy Johnson used to sort of be the Michael Jordan of the sport. Yeah. Like the guy was freaking dominant, bro. Like you couldn't beat him. It was just like he was dominant. You know, He's a multi-time winner here. He won in 2004 a couple of times. Um, He hasn't won here, though, since 2012. If you look at the winners, guys, if you look at the winners here at Darlington, and it's the one thing with NASCAR, it's the usual suspects. So 2019, Eric Jones, okay, wins at plus 1,300. Uh, Oh, that's what he is now, plus 1,300 uh, this week. Um, Brad Keselowski won in 2018. He's, um, what is he, plus 800, plus 850? uh, Keselowski, plus 800 right now. So he's won. You know, like, if you look... Uh, the guys in the what? The last so the last five races here, Eric Jones, let's say the last four because Carl Edwards got so Eric Jones, Brad Koslowski, Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex. It'll yeah. be one of these guys, but maybe Bush, maybe Harvick. Harvick seems to like Harvick will finish second or something. Harvick is was so dominant, Cam, but it's hard to believe he's only won one championship, as dominant as this guy has been. He's like always right there, but he does have bad luck, Kevin Harvick. I I don't like Harvick to win the race. Listen, Kyle Busch, dude, that's like betting on. Um, it's like betting on Michael Jordan. You can't go wrong. Like Kyle Busch is in every race, Cam. Like it just is. Like he he just Kyle Busch. If he doesn't win, he'll win next week. He's one of those <laughs> guys. Like he wins every two weeks, type of thing. I gotta tell you though, just even but no, not it a lot is- of success here, Cam. Sorry, I was gonna say yep. he hasn't won since two thousand
3: eight. I'm just saying, like, you look at Harvick and Bush at 5-1. Uh, f- uh, p- uh, to one. Gabe, I got to tell you, Joey Logano at plus 750, he's, uh, he's, that's pretty solid. Like, you take a look at his track record, it's damn good. He's somebody to consider, I think. Yeah, Joey Logano,
1: great driver. And a good thing about Joey Logano is um, you get good value with him because people don't like him. It's yeah. sort of like golf, Cap. You know what I mean? There's more popular guys like Rory. Yep. You're not getting good value. You know, people bet on Ricky for some reason. Yeah, and Decky uh, You're right. You're getting Roar, Roar, uh, You're getting Ricky Fowler at like 14 to one
3: when he should be 35 to one. You're absolutely correct, and uh, it does have something to play. Yeah, popularity
1: definitely gets baked into the betting lines. I agree 100. Uh, percent Logano won the Cup Series championship in 2018. Um, he's not great at Darlington, though. That's his one thing, Cam. He doesn't have a good track record here. Um, this isn't this isn't his his track, so I'm going to scratch him. I'm going to scratch him, but I'd rather take a shot. I'd rather take a shot with a Denny Hamlin at plus 750, uh, Brad Keselowski at 8-1. to one. Um, Listen, Truex is dangerous all the time, but I'm not feeling him. And it's still early in the week, but I'm not feeling him right now, Cam. I am feeling Eric Jones at plus 1,300, though, buddy, That's, uh, that's for, a- for, for, for a driver that won the last time they were here. That's a great price on Jones, plus uh, 13, 13 to
3: 1. Is there any other guy, Gabe, if you're looking for out of the super pooches, like uh, Bowman, 16, Kurt Busch, 18, Kenseth, 22? Do any of these guys, do you think, uh,
1: have well, Kenseth, a shot? It's interesting coming back into the mix. I know I'm looking here. Ryan Blaney, 22, be, be in the mix. Mm-hmm. You know you know what? William Byron. Byron get- talks. Right? Yeah, right. he's hot in the virtuals here. He's a You're right. William
3: Byron is the king of the virtual, virtual NASCAR. He's almost 30 to one, though. It's a good price.
1: on uh, Byron's pretty good. Yeah, $29. We'll dig deeper. We'll dig deeper, try to you find digging. some. Uh, yeah, we'd have to keep, keep digging, keep <laughs> digging here. But the guys that catch my eye here, if I had to bet one guy, if I had to bet one guy right now, I would take Denny Hamlin. If I had to take one guy, I would take Denny Hamlin and Eric. Those are going to be my two I'm looking at here. You know what? I could get free at those prices, though, Ken. You can. Denny Hamlin plus $750, Keselowski 8 to 1, Eric Jones
3: 13 to 1. Yeah, and you could even put a half unit on a flyer like Mr. Byron uh, at uh, 29 to 1. Yep. Not bad.
1: To one, Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see if we can find, um, man, you get some big, big numbers uh, here. Um, Ryan Newman. Ryan Newman, 110 to 1. Last time we saw Ryan Newman, he nearly killed himself. <laughs> That's a good point.
3: Yeah. Guy, that's crazy. His recovery? Like, what is like, That's nuts. No, you probably, bring up a good point. Like, how the hell do you get back? Like, that's the thing. He's not going to win, right? But when you almost die, and now the guy's going back into it, like, that's guts, man. You wouldn't catch me in, in racing again. No way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's why he's, um, that's why, that's why he's, he's 100 to 1, that's 110 to 1, Ryan Newman uh, right now. You don't really get the upsets on these type of tracks either. If you look, like it's been the same winners uh, at, the, at the history of darts. So, Eric Jones, Brad Keselowski, Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex, uh, Carl Edwards, Kevin Harvick, Matt Kenseth, Jimmy Johnson. So, you know, you get some odds here with Matt Kenseth, who's one year before, Cam. Uh, I tell you what, he's getting into Kyle Larson's car. Actually, he's he you know, Larson's out, Kenseth is in. That's uh, a great
3: point. That's a very big deal. At twenty-two to one, guy's got a good car too, man. That's that's interesting.
1: Very yeah, interesting. He is going to be. I like to. We'll, we'll talk about him uh, definitely a little bit, a uh, little bit uh, later in the week. Um, Jimmy Johnson, J- and Jimmy Johnson to me is more of a DFS play, Ken. You yeah, know, more of a DFS. And later in the week, Fanduel will definitely have some odds up for like top five finishes, and and have a head-to-head matchup. NASCAR and golf betting cam are very very similar. True. The matchup bets. Yeah, matchup bets, top fives, top tens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the odds are obviously a little bit, uh, a little bit uh, lower. So, uh, speaking of which, let's just check in uh, with the golf odds and see if there's been any, uh, any movement right now with these uh skins games. And indeed, that there has been. Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning are now minus 230. Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning minus 230. Phil Mickelson, uh, paired up with Tom Brady, the cheaters. Uh, I wonder if they're like they're gonna have like you know the pin pals. They're gonna show up like with matching uh, team C, team C. <laughs> the
3: pin pals. Hey, they were a good team, man. I, I like the pin pals. No, what uh, though? I, I, That's the thing. I said I, I wanted to get a line, and my book had it, and then took it off. It was a buck ninety. Now, now I gotta pay forty cents more. I will say this: it is parlayable. If it gets any higher than that, but I still love Tiger and Manning. We talked about it. Manning's a better golfer than Brady. Brady's got to worry more about football. Tiger wants to avenge his loss to Phil. I
1: like him. Even if it's minus 230, I got to take them. Yeah, so Tiger and Peyton Manning, minus 230 right now. Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady are plus 184 at FanDuel. And Rory, this this one's this weekend, actually. Yeah, Rory and Dustin Johnson and Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson are in a couple of weeks still, two weekends from now. Um, So Rory and Dustin Johnson, minus 240. Love it. Ricky Fowler, Matthew Wolf, plus 180
3: right now. I'm going to tell you, I might wait a bit. I think we can get up to 270, 280, like the late steam in the UFC. I told people, like, it's not just a lock for Dustin Johnson. What's he doing with Paulina Gretzky right now? I have no idea. Rory McElroy is also very busy. He has a very busy life. Wolf and Fowler have a lot to prove, both with the Oklahoma State, like our boy Joe Ranieri, Cowboys. I like the dog. And the thing is, there's also a bet most we kids. We got to get
1: out of here, Cam. Yeah. fans had masks. So yeah, pretty cool concept. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. Like, for the NBA playoffs, I would do it. That's something that I would definitely do. Like, if, um, like, the Raptors were like, all right, you can't be here, but you can have a video message or uh, be on the video screen or something, I would do it. I'd get decked yep. out in Raptor gear. I'd just be, like, the encouraging guy. Like, that'd just be my clip. Come on! Come on! Come on. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, like going wild. Yeah, no, I, I, think it's a great idea because. But it should be live,
1: actually, where you could have it. Where you're like, oh, and like the live, you know, the reactions of people flipping out, which would 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 make it fun. Mm-hmm. But there's there's ways to do it. I'm just dating, Cam. Yeah. So shout out to Germany. Thinking on the fly here with some Bundesliga action. Plot cards with fans. It's a good idea. It is a very good idea. Also, yeah. You talk about what they did
3: at the NFL draft. You get the fans on the Jumbotron flash that. There's a lot of things that you could do to enhance the broadcast. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm totally with you. You can't just have empty seats.
1: uh, It won't look cool enough. I agree. Speaking of the NFL, so we talked about Monday Night Football, and uh, they're going to be making a change in the broadcast booth. But the stadium in in Vegas is going to be ready, all right? And they've continued uh, on with the construction through. This, this virus, some
3: people and in they, Vegas were- They had it.
1: Guys who were building Allegiant Stadium also had COVID-19. A ton of them. I think yeah. 37 of them have gotten it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's construction sites are accessible for this stuff. It's hard for to social sure. distance there. I know. So the stadium in California, they stopped for a couple of days, but I think they, they restarted again. So the stadium in California, the new one where the Rams are moving to and the Chargers are moving to in Los Angeles- it's man, you want to talk about state of the art. Holy crap, man. Like a lot of stadiums, they spend a lot of money on, and you're like, I don't know what you spent all the money on. It just looks like another stadium. This one, you're like, oh, yeah, I see where you spent the money. <laughs> like, like the future has arrived uh, with this stadium. It looks like super, super cool. Um, but, and it's always something, hey, eh, with the Chargers camp. Uh, but, Gavin Newsom. Those two you know, uh, those two evil words that sports fans hate in California now. Oh, <laughs> Gavin Newsom. <laughs> <laughs> Gab- Gavin true. Newsom. I don't know. Like, so I'm telling you right now, the, N- the NFL is looking into this already, Cam. Because the NFL, they're on top of things, right? They, they know reality. And, All right, this could be a problem, so we better have a plan. What if they can't play there? Like, remember the the Bay Area guy, the the executive doctor, the guy on the board in Santa Clara said, not till we can't play here, even with no fans. Mm. He said, we can't do anything here till mid-November. Game time decisions continue. Get on the grid. I'm on the grid. And so is Mike Blewett. Let's do this. Let's talk some NBA. Let's talk some NFL. Let's start off. With some NFL, Mike, always a pleasure. How you doing, Doing Great, bud. You know,
4: same old, same old. Not a lot of changes, but uh, excited to talk about some new topics.
1: So you're doing, uh, you're doing better than Earl Thomas is doing, uh, I, right? I am. You what? So what you're saying is your wife didn't put a gun um, to your head and catch you uh, catch you in bed with another woman with your brother not as of late I know it's Man, hard to, for a boring life
4: Louis. <laughs> I, I, I know it's hard for people to believe but no I haven't been involved in that luckily I don't have a brother so that that's what really uh, that would have to really uh, be the forebear to any of that stuff happening but since I don't have a brother that I'm that close with uh, I wasn't able to participate
1: now, I saw some stories they're like oh he could face disciplinary action for this and I'm taking for what for getting like, <laughs> getting a gun pulled on him yeah, I didn't know like if you face disciplinary action uh, for having an affair now in a National Football League. But if you dig a little bit deeper, I guess the Ravens weren't overly happy with them in the first place.
4: Yeah, I I, I read uh, the article that you and I are referencing just sort of explained how they didn't really love the, his freelance style of play in his first year. So it seems like they were maybe poking around a little bit to see if they could get out of the contract with him violating anything. A little bit of buyer's remorse, perhaps, but uh, ultimately it seems like he's going to stick. I I just don't know how much trouble he and his wife could get into. It seems like his wife is certainly at the center of this investigation. The fact that police showed up and there was a loaded gun involved uh, with people that were not her husband and her brother-in-law, it seems to be what's going to get her in the most
1: trouble. And it seems like the Baltimore Ravens are now sensitive to this stuff, you know they weren't in patch You know o- over the years, of course, uh, with the players that they have, but it seems like the Raven organization now is more sensitive to their public image. But one thing uh, that they talked about as well, you talked about his freelancing ways, uh, but that he rubbed some teammates the wrong way, mm-hmm. and I think we saw that in Seattle as well. I think he is a disruptor. I look at him, I look at Bennett, I look at Sherman, and you know I think they were problems. You know, I, you know, the, a guy like. I get it. I I know that he's a good football player. And it seems like Baltimore would be a perfect fit for him. So it was kind of interesting to me that the Ravens sort of leaked that, that, nah, you know what? He is not a perfect fit for us.
4: Yeah. Uh, I I feel similarly in the way that you do, in that I was surprised the story got out in that way. Uh, Clearly, uh, And that's the
1: Ravens getting that story
4: out. Yes. Or the Ravens having told someone something in confidence and that person leaking it you almost wonder is that it just makes earl thomas look bad right so it can't be coming from his side of the deal um uh, as far as richard sherman comparing him to earl thomas and michael bennett i think they both have they all have brash personalities the one that i would think would be the best teammate even though he really didn't get along with russell wilson seemingly is richard sherman because I think he's just sort of gone about. He's contributed to the Niners in a significant way. But he's outspoken. Yeah. I think some people, some teams, some people aren't going to like it.
1: You know, for me with Sherman is, you know, he lied about Baker Mayfield. I don't even like Baker yes. Mayfield. Lies about Baker Mayfield. Then doesn't take it back after, right? Yeah. Oh, you all, you all think it's a big deal talking about that when there's real issues <laughs> going on in the world. It's like, bro, you're a Stanford guy. You're a smart guy. Your words matter. You know what I mean? Like, if we're going to take your word seriously all, all the time, then, you know, back it up and say, ah, oh, whatever. He didn't want it. Like, you know, he, didn't, he doesn't backtrack. Michael Bennett, there's always something. Oh, he pushed the security guard. This, that, the cameraman after. They're just more trouble than they're worth to me. Although, you're right about putting Richard Sherman. Listen, Earl Thomas is a great player as well, right? Yeah. This is just, you know, th- these are football players. It is what it is. They're all going to have personalities. They're going to have different personalities. Uh, but I just thought it was funny. Um, that it's a crazy it, story, Gabe. It's yeah. a crazy, oh, it's story. a crazy story, and I like how casual he is about it. Hey, stuff happens,
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I like, I, I just him and his brother that, like, right from the start, I was like, Whoa, this is
1: yeah, I don't even want to know. Life. It's like, what, yeah. what the kids say to uh, TMI, TMI, yeah, yeah I, I, don't, I don't need to, right. right? I didn't want to know, Well, <laughs> yeah. here I am reading a football story there was an incident with his wife, yeah, that's all I need today. There's an incident right. with like. Yeah, the amount of details that we knew and we know, yeah, it's...
4: Because (laughs) TMZ broke the story. So you're going to get the full boat
1: when they break the story. All right. So there's always a story to break when we're talking about Dallas. And it's nice to know that when Jerry no longer is in control, that Steven will be the one in the media um, talking all the time. And you know what? He raised a good point. And he's talking about successful teams don't spend a ton of their money on quarterbacks now. Yeah, that's not where you're at right now, bro. If you wanted that, maybe you should have drafted one of these young quarterbacks, if that's what you're really looking for. And it is true. There's been a pattern of success, Mike, in the National Football League of teams um, with quarterbacks on rookie deals, on manageable contracts. that allows them to stack the rest in a roster. Sure. You know, that that's, There's no doubt about that. But what are you saying right now? And all it takes is planting a seed. You know, the Green Bay Packers clearly planted the seed uh, with Aaron Rodgers, with the drafting of Jordan Love. And the constant... Delaying, and now that you know the constant comments have to be planting a seed in Dak Prescott's mind if he's not the next Kirk Cousins. Uh, yeah, look, I
4: I think that what Stephen Jones is saying, I totally understand. You and I have talked on this show in the past about how it would be probably better for the league if there were percentage caps. On certain positions, notably quarterback, because it has become the course of doing business that you just have to pay pay the next guy the most, even when it's Jared Goff, and you know he's not the best. You just pay him the most. And this keeps happening, and it is setting teams up to be put in difficult situations. Yeah. But we just signed a CBA, so that's not happening until 2030, and probably won't happen then. So what do you do? He's. I think he was talking himself in circles a little bit, trying to be sensitive to Dak, but also understanding that it has to be a, a number that's fair to them.
1: Let's it add is, it up, though. Let's add it up. So we yeah. have a delay. They sign Andy Dalton, who's a capable starting quarterback in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. They go on the radio and they talk about how it's not good business to spend all your money on a quarterback position. Right. At some point, Doc Prescott has to say, you know what? Two plus two plus two equals six.
4: Yeah. but And by the way, like everybody around Four him is getting two. signed. <laughs> <laughs> but by the way, everybody else around him is getting signed. So it, it's making it look worse. Amari got $20 million a year for a wide receiver. That's the most. Zeke broke the record at running back. Jalen Smith got a deal. So it, it, all of these stuff, all of these things start to add up. It seems like years are the bigger hurdle than anything. But, look, I, I think Dak is going to be handsomely paid, obviously. But uh, Dallas is going to have to deal with a lot of grief between now and then. It, it, the, the signings really should have been uh, Dak before anybody uh, because they w- probably would have saved themselves some money in the long run.
1: And um, I do agree with you. There's a problem in the National Football League – where every quarterback that signs becomes the highest paid quarterback or wants to be uh, yeah. all the time. It's a similar situation with the NBA, where the max contract stuff. Not all max contract players are equal. That's right. And, you know, they, they created the system that they play in. So speaking of the NBA, um, it was our poll question of the day today, and um, it's interesting. Shaq says, scrap the season. It's not worth it. There's going to be an asterisk next to this. Uh, won't be respected as a real champion. I disagree with that. And I was surprised that uh, the majority of people that answered our poll do agree uh, with that. And I, I'm in the I'm in the uh, the school of thought that, listen, it's a neutral court. Everybody will be in the same position. You're playing with no fans on a neutral court. You're literally going to find out who the best team is without the frills, without the without the you know without the traveling, without the the home court advantages, without the referees being influenced by fans. Uh, where do you stand on this um, as far as them playing if there was a champion? If they uh, just played, they skipped to the playoffs, they play, no Atlanta, so, Orlando.
4: That was going to be my question. Uh, I would say no formal asterisk. People are always going to discuss it with an asterisk. I don't think there's anything you and I can do about that. Personally, uh, I would consider it uh, as a normal championship, understanding that it is different, but it is what it is. We have different scenarios in, in other seasons in the past. Uh, I would consider it uh, the normal champ. Uh, Everybody was dealing with the – dealt the exact same hand. So in that instance, I'd have to just go with it, even though I understand it's a different season.
1: You know, there's only been a few events, right? So we had the Arkansas Derby. Mm -hmm. I didn't even notice there wasn't fans. Oh, there's no one in the the grandstand. All right. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't notice. I don't think it's going to matter as far as NASCAR is concerned. You look at the UFC, people actually enjoy it without the fans. You can hear the corners. You can hear the, you know, the... the I liked it, too. I was kick. just watching highlights
4: before we got on. I I, liked, I watched the ferguson uh, Gates highlights. I, I, I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. Football is another story. Football fans do have an impact on the visiting team. They do. we you know, the, the legendary Seattle 12th man and all that. I think college crowds have a big impact on sporting events, but the Super Bowl is kind of irrelevant. Like, so I was thinking about that with the NBA yeah. Finals. So what, are you going to say oh, it doesn't mean anything because it's not a neutral court without fans? Well, I don't know. The Super Bowl's on a neutral field. And would it matter if there weren't fans in the Super Bowl? No. they would still be a Super Bowl champion.
4: 100%. It's the most corporate crowd of any exactly. finals event There's you could no ever home. watch.
1: Exactly. There's no home. I've been saying the same thing. That'll be interesting, though. You know that that's, like, the worst-case scenario. They don't want to play without the fans, on the Super Bowl.
4: <laughs> Definitely not. I mean, it's By the way, because if for no other reason, the game itself, so many people flock to the Super Bowl for commerce – uh, that those cities get a huge boom and the NFL gets a big boost from ancillary business outside of just the game itself.
2: Ancillary—that's
1: that's a word. Whoa, that's—I'm gonna have to look that one up. Ancillary. You're <laughs> dropping some deep stuff. Boston College, you got to show off a little bit. That's
4: right. Well, I haven't—I've been able to go outside my house in two months, so I'm reading a little bit more, I guess.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So ancillary—that—that's—that's that's pretty good, uh, right there. I don't know, man. Football's all over the place, aren't they? We've got to get out of here in a minute. But yeah. football's all over the College football is going to be the tougher one. I you agree. Get everyone on the same page. NFL, at least, it's a league. They can try to pull it off, they can delay things a little bit. But Fauci doesn't sound um, like he thinks football is a very good idea, talking about the tackling and the spreading of the disease. I don't know how it's going to happen,
4: but I got my fingers crossed. If guys get sick, what, what is going to happen? Uh, I'm as perplexed as anybody else. Fauci's brought up some points that I think we're all concerned about.
1: I think one thing, though, you know, some guys already wore these full facials here. I think that should should almost become mandatory uh, for everybody moving forward. Uh, They would almost have like a protective uh, shield right there. Mike Lewin, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us.
0: No problem, bud. DailyRoto.com
1: Game time. decisions continues. I am Dave Marenzi and I'm on the grid. And so is Kevin Walsh live from Archie Bunker's place. Bunker's basement, as we like to call it. And yes, as always, we got some love earlier in the show. Um, Cam, uh, says hello to, uh, Mr. Walsh as well. <laughs> How are you
2: doing, Kevin? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, dad is doing well. Uh, I'll pass the, uh, the good wishes along, and I promise they are uh, reciprocated. Uh, I'm glad that the basement has become uh, a staple of the network during these times. Oh, and it has to stay in future times, actually.
1: You know what <laughs> I mean? like that, that, and In fact, I think we should move the headquarters to your basement. Like That, That's that should be like the headquarters and all <laughs> the live programming. Like People show up at your house at 6 a.m. and stuff. you got to, well, hey, how you doing? Uh, uh, you can yeah. charge them, of course. You
2: charge them a premium. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. isn't free. Listen, listen, if you think Listen, you know, we're we're welcoming here. But at the end of the day, there comes a price where, you know, you're going to have to pay for the facilities now. We'll make it worth the while, right? You know, maybe we'll get breakfast going. It all depends. But, uh, yeah, it's as not free. Right?
1: As I found out in quarantine uh, here, George Kurtz, a member of Sports Grid, his backyard is so big, evidently. He lives in the middle of nowhere. Uh, but his backyard is so big, they could play baseball in his backyard. Like, if the Yankees need a place to play, I think they could set up in Kurtz's, Kurtz's backyard so – um, before we get into the NBA uh, with you, it was uh, the Money in the Bank mm. uh, pay-per-view over the weekend. First one since they did WrestleMania that was actually a lot of fun. And I was going to watch the, uh, the Money in the Bank uh, stuff, but I fell asleep. Uh, at about um, 6.30, 7.30 or so, I fell asleep. And when I woke up, the last dance was on.
2: Yeah.
1: And I was like, right, you know, I got I to gotta choose between the two of them. Uh, I'm going to watch the last dance all mm-hmm. uh, right now and get this somebody sent me a message saying Morency, I think I have all the winners um for um uh for for this card here tonight and they freaking killed it they wow. can only get $50 in uh per bet but I had nowhere to bet it so that just frustrated yeah.
2: me. I didn't want to watch it without betting it but uh, did you <laughs> check it out yeah of course I watched it um some of this, some of the stuff was all right. Mainly, the main, the whole reason people were there for was the new, the new cinematic match of the Money in the Bank, and um, I mean, you know, I came on here, Boneyard match, Firefly Funhouse match, loved them. This I did not enjoy that much. I, I just, it didn't work for me. Um, man, just like, and I understand, like some of the stuff was funny, like Otis, like getting distracted by pies was funny. Him being too. That, to climb a steel, you know, enforced ladder and then win in the briefcase because AJ Styles fumbled it like a Des Bryant catch? No, that didn't work for me. They killed people. They threw two people off the roof and just moved on. Just moved on. Like that, um, so like... Is that, that the deal? Is Rey Mysterio dead? <laughs> I, I mean, there was, like... this. Is the best thing about... This is where, though, I'll always appreciate wrestling is, like, now they're like, Rey Mysterio contract rumors. And now because it's like, ah, they killed him off. Like, it's just so... It's, like, only wrestling, but I don't know. But he wasn't the only one that got thrown off. So was Aleister Black. So who knows? They might be on, you know, maybe they were on Monday Night Raw. I hadn't seen didn't. He didn't really land on concrete, guys.
1: You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, after the fact. Like, like people, <laughs> it reminds me of years ago when Vince McMahon got blown up, supposedly, in a limousine. Oh, yeah. And Donald mm-hmm. Trump called the WWE offices the next day and said, is, is Vince okay? I'll check on good buddy Vince. And Triple H, I had to say was part of the bit. It was not. It didn't didn't really happen. Um, so yeah, just just for the record, uh, Ray Mysterio's not dead, but he was thrown off the roof of the yeah. WWE Performance Center. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is they sort of reference like he's gone, like that. Yeah, like that's that. That you know that's the end of Ray. Can't believe after all these years, that's Ray's demise. He gets tossed off
2: a roof in quarantine. <laughs> But the thing is, they couldn't even make it special. Like, at least Wright would have been the only one thrown off. They're like, oh, this is a great idea. And they just kept – they chucked another guy. Like, I just – yeah, I, you know. I mean, I understand they had to be creative, but, uh, I mean, that one missed the mark for me. Basically, they start on the ground floor. Asuka beats everyone in the elevator. Just press 30. She got out on the second floor. What are you doing? <laughs> Kevin Walsh.
1: Okay, sounds like uh... – Sounds like you're getting a little frustrated, uh, Kevin. Did you? How much money do you have on this?
2: <laughs> no, that's the thing is with with the WWE. It takes no money. I, I want it to be good, and very slowly they will always find a way to slip me into madness, and I can feel myself losing grip of the rope. And I'm in the you know I'm in here in the bunker. My brothers are like, let it go, let it go. And you know in anger management, when they're they're like, you got to dunk that. And they're like, ooh, spraba. He's like, it's all good. Iverson missed the layup, and I'm descending into madness.
1: (laughs) Kevin Walsh kicking it with us. Well, I think that this this virus has a lot of people descending into madness uh, because we have a a poll question up. Shaquille O'Neal said that they should just scrap the NBA season, that there won't be a real champion anyways. People are going to look at the champion as not a real champ. There's an asterisk next to it that it's not worth doing in these uh, in these times. They should scrap the season. And I was surprised as, you know, basically nearly half of our respondents actually agreed with Shaquille O'Neal with our poll question. I'm surprised about that. Where do you stand on this um, as far as the NBA is concerned? Would you look at – do you look at the, the potential NBA – let's say they play in Orlando, mm-hmm. they play the playoffs on a neutral court without any fans – um, they play without any fans. What does, uh, what, what do you make of that? What do you make of the champion after the fact?
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's the NBA champion. Like if it is, let's just say, right. So you full, no bias. The Clippers win the title, right? It's I, now I might sit here and be like, man, who knows? It could have been different had it not stopped and the Lakers might've got them, whatever it might be. And, but the Clippers would win the title. Like to me, like, if it's you can say there's an asterisk in terms of we need to understand the full totality of the situation, but the idea that, like, you will, there, everyone's still on a level footing, right? It's kind of like when we had a lockout shortened season, like, the champion is still the champion because everybody is playing under the same exact circumstances. I think, like, that stuff more so is you know, if you see a team missing its second and third best player. Like, that is more so, I think, where, like, no, the champion is the champion. And I think we should absolutely try our best to crown one. It's truly, you know, for me,
1: I kidded around earlier. I said, listen, if the Raptors win, then it's legitimate. If they lose, yeah, then they I'll say, ah, that, oh, that wasn't real. Uh, <laughs> I was like, ah, come on, man. That was just some weird turn. I mean, yeah, I yeah. Look, well, let's be right. You know, in all honesty, uh, you know, I brought this up earlier in the program, but I do believe this, actually that it's a, it's a true represent, representation. It's almost like college. It's like the Super Bowl. Super Bowl's on a neutral court. Uh, so, you know, the Super Bowl's on a neutral field. Like, this would be on a neutral court. And so you take the fans out of it. Super Bowl fans, kind of neutral, right? It's all executives. You have a yeah. few fans uh, of the teams there. But, it's, you know, the crowd doesn't really have an impact on the Super Bowl. The crowd is just sort of there, right? And it's a yeah. similar listen. The crowd does have an impact on a basketball game. Um, you know, players do feed off the crowd. Uh, but some teams are really good at home. They're bad on the road. This will actually be a true representation with a neutral court with no fans. I won't look at the, uh, the champion negatively. Is there an asterisk? You know, is there an asterisk next to the Spurs now? No. You know, people talked about, oh, the Warriors were hurt last year. You notice as time goes on, people just say the Raptors are champions. Right? Oh, yeah. People don't talk about it anymore. People won't talk about this in 10 years. It'll be remembered all yeah. the pandemic, but not in a negative way. And if anything, it shows real resiliency from your franchise and your organization that you fought through this and ended up winning the championship. I mean,
2: let's just be honest. People are gonna do whatever they want. They're gonna if LeBron were to win this title, they will start the next morning show by saying, Yeah, he only wins the fake titles. Who cares? It's still not six. The whole thing's a crack of shit. You know what I mean? Like it, that's what the whole thing is gonna be, right? But if he loses, it's the biggest indictment of his ever career. And how could he not win during a pandemic? Everything was there for him. It was supposed to be his year. Now, I'm ch- thinking about your boy LeBron here, huh? But it's – but the thing – but it's but he is the example, right? Because the whole – but it's, yeah, it's yeah. throughout. Nick, Nick, Nick make, Wright, don't worry. Nick Wright, uh, Nick Wright will say it's a, it's a but chance. Make it, but make it about the Bucs, right? If the Bucs win the title, we'll say, yeah, it wouldn't have happened under normal circumstances. Giannis should still leave. Or – oh, well, the Bucs would have won. It had not for all this craziness. This Bucs team is still the best team. Like, it, I it, think that's what happens. I think it the Bucks throughout.
1: Bounce. I think the Bucs get bounced. I legitimately believe this. And I legitimately believe that the Toronto Raptors are going to make the finals again. I think they're the most well-suited for this. I think the Boston Celtics are a dangerous team. The Celtics are really streaky. The Celtics are capable of winning 10 of 11, and they're capable of going 3 and 8, too. Right? Mm-hmm. The Celtics are very, very hit or miss. I'm looking for consistency. Listen, maybe it's wishful thinking on my behalf, but from a betting perspective, there's no value with the Bucks. You're talking about a three-point shooting team that would hypothetically
2: have not played basketball for about five months, Kevin. Yeah, no, I'd rather play Bucks series prices depending on matchups, what have you. And I also think one of the daunting things for this Milwaukee team is that, assuming we're going to keep seeding and not play the regular season, which I do think is very likely, the 4-5 matchup for them, if they play the Heat, it would be Miami, Miami beat them in Milwaukee. No Jimmy Butler. We then then played them recently before the season came to a close. And the the Miami Heat might be the team in the league best equipped to guard Giannis and Milwaukee. Bam out of Bio and Jimmy Butler. They can throw a number of guys at them. And they kept them in check in Miami and handled them pretty well. Well, I hope you're right as a Toronto Raptor fan because I don't want to play (laughs) them. Now, Miami – the funny thing about Miami is when you talk about the home road stuff, Miami is – a, just a little bit below Philly when it comes to those extremes of home road but they do have wins in Philly in Milwaukee and in Toronto which is just so the heat are a bizarre team I think in a way to try and figure out when it comes to this neutral site pandemic playoff
1: I almost think and you know we use this often with college basketball that plays a lot of neutral court games sure. right or college college football in the bowl games we talked about the Super Bowl earlier uh, but you'll often notice a correlation teams, college basketball teams that are good on the road are good on neutral courts because hypothetically it kind of is the road, right? You're not, you're not at home. So the other team doesn't have an advantage, but some teams just for whatever reason are better around their fans. They're better on a certain court. They're better in the arena for one reason or another, but look at the odds. Now the bucks are plus two forty, no value. Listen, the Lakers to me are really, really dangerous coming out of a pandemic. Um, you know, LeBron James and AD in a limited, um, you know, it's, it's only a limited time. They can really put the pedal to the metal. Mm-hmm. LeBron James going to be well-rested. The guy's getting ripped right now. He's going to be in great shape, <laughs> well-rested. It's a little bit of a concern. I wouldn't want to get in front of him, steaming into the paint. Same thing with the Clippers. Kawhi landed on Paul George. I think this layoff would help them if they would come back and play. Kawhi, knowing same thing, man, I've only got to do this for five weeks. I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going to carry this team to a championship. Not a lot of value though. With the Lakers at plus two seventy, the Clippers are plus three forty. The Rockets are hit or miss at twelve to one. The dangerous, I think, the better odds here for the teams where there's good value. The Boston Celtics at twenty to one. I think could beat anybody on any given night. They could also lose though. And the Toronto Raptors, the defending champions, who haven't been healthy all year and mm-hmm. would be loaded, they'd finally be healthy and they play great defense. They don't rely on three-point shooting. They're extremely well coached. Nick Nurse has coached in Europe and England in weird circumstances. I think he'd be able to handle this. I think the Raptors are a very dangerous team at 24 to
2: 1. I think the thing with the Raptors is there's no team specifically in the Eastern Conference that is there nightmare matchup they have as good a chance as anyone versus any of these teams where i think boston drawing philly is a poor matchup i think milwaukee drawing miami is a poor matchup i think that philly is a night i think that toronto's a nightmare for philly because apparently gasol owns Joel b yeah, like never before any part
1: of there's enough 100 percent the lifetime one thing i will say listen the bucks are a bad matchup for the raptors they can you know they beat them last year but they had Kawhi leonard and even though Kawhi started the gas a little bit in that series had Kawhi Leonard. There was a big matchup right before the shutdown, about a week before everything uh, mm-hmm. shut down. Uh, and Milwaukee went into Toronto and they beat them. Toronto were up at the half. They took 54 three-point shots. It was just, yeah, wasn't their character that they played. But Milwaukee did beat them in a statement game. I got to give them credit yep. uh, for that. But I'm just saying at 24 to one, the Raptors aren't getting a lot of respect. Um, you know, listen, the Raptors at 24 to one, and the Celtics at 20 to one, or you want the Bucks at plus 240. For me, there's no debate. I'll take the uh, I'll take the twenty-four to one. Kevin Walsh, always a pleasure throwing it down with you, Kevin. Uh, Kevin from the bunker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> DailyRoto.com
1: I've got a couple of minutes uh, left here on game time decisions. I want to get an update as far as our uh, poll question was concerned. You can find me on Twitter seven days a week. Bring it 365 247 at Sports Rage. Rage at Sports Rage. You can find Cam at Cam Stewart live. And I'm really actually surprised, Cam, at our our poll question that 47.9% of our respondents say scrap the NBA season. I'm not 26. one of them. percent say we'll have an asterisk uh, next to it. Um, and 23.1% say it means more in a pandemic. And I'll tell you what, right now, I could just see it. Last year, the Toronto Raptors won the championship, and people wanted to cry about it after. Oh, hmm. they won because Kevin Durant got hurt. They won because Klay Thompson got hurt. And it's funny because nobody complained about Kevin Durant not being there when they swept the Portland Trailblazers. I remember everybody saying, oh, they're better without Kevin Durant. Yeah. Right? There's always an excuse. But you notice, when, with time passing, people don't really bring it up anymore. The Raptors are champions. The Raptors are champions. That's that. And it'll be the same thing with this. Right after it happens, there'll be complaints. Oh, they didn't run the table. They didn't have to go on the road and this and that and the other stuff. Uh, but I'll tell you what, four, five, six, seven years down the road, when fans are in the stadium looking up at their banner, and people talk about uh, being the 2020 NBA champions. No one's gonna think anything negatively about it. I say, bring it on. It means just as much as anything else. It's just different. doesn't mean it means any less. It's just a different scenario. And I, like I said earlier, Kev, it's actually a true test. I no agree. Fans, no home court advantage. You know, hey, look, teams like the Sixers suck on the road. It could help them. It could hurt some teams, but you're gonna find out who's the better basketball team on a neutral court. Let's go. Do they really care? When I get the ring and the banner, you said it. It's
3: a a championship thing. It's a piece of hardware. You can't take it away from somebody. And I'm with you. This is the thing, I like it. No fans, no preferential treatment. Also, what team, is it's a war of attrition. Who's gonna be ready to go after this break? I still think it means something. Put me on the grid in the 22 percentile. I think it's important because of the pandemic. Scrap the season, are you kidding me? Let's play.
1: Well, I I wanna hear what Shaq says when he has to broadcast the play. Yeah. Although I won't understand anything he says anyways. The playoffs, <laughs> Hi, I'm the general. Yeah, he's doing uh, commercial. I think I think, I think you. you're exactly right. I yeah, think he does blue you evil know. too. I know. listen. Shaq's got a pretty busy like um, product uh you know thing going. He's got a lot of ads, a lot of a lot of products he needs to pick. Maybe that's why he doesn't have time uh to do this. But yeah, yeah, it's true you, Shaq. <laughs> We're playing. Get on the grid, bring it.